0: We're here with the Williams Group, the 15th Annual PNTT, and I am Coach K-Mac with Culver City, here with uh, Coach McProje from Yakima. You want to say hello? Hello. We will break this group down. We both are in this group, so we will know a little bit more about those teams, but we'll do what we can to see how this group compares with each other. We do have a little bit of an interesting dynamic. The father-son group here, we have two sets of fathers and sons. Let's see which generation comes out on top. So let's start with Lincoln. James, what do you see here with Lincoln?
1: Yeah, so Lincoln last year finished ranked
0: one seventeen team coming this year
1: as ranked one sixty five. So a little bit of a drop there. They lost the 157-183 class and brought in the 187-190, so fairly similar, slightly worse than the last class. They bring in two players who have about an eight game score, a six-foot player played shooting guard in high school and a seven-footer played center, and then they have a decent, he looks pretty good actually, played center, 6'9". 14 points a game, 17.5-game score, 2.5 assists, almost 10 rebounds. I think probably will plug him in,
0: and I don't know if the other two will have much of an impact. but. Well, they lose. They're, they're graduating. They're starting shooting guard. So hopefully fill one of those spots, maybe move some people around to, to find uh, a little bit of help in there. I think I was actually on... Um, Joshua Tapia when when he was coming through recruiting and I I liked him he's a a good good little player uh, that I would have been glad to have and Michael Kahn obviously was a was a big recruit so he's got some some people who can play maybe just early in the season figuring out the right spot to put people in and where they where they belong I think a big
1: key to his season is going to be if Michael Kahn can live up to his twenty 25- five. High school game score if you look at his last couple seasons he's been good but he hasn't been great like would have been expected with uh high school stats like that and then if you look at more his roster he has a point guard who's scored 18 points with four and a half assists and then his graduating shooting guard was really not that great so that's not a huge loss there and then Started two freshmen at the forward spots. And like my dad was saying, Joshua Tapia pretty, looks like a pretty decent player. And Jacob Greenberg at par forward, not incredible, but also won't break your, ruin your season.
0: Yeah, he actually seems to help himself. I know that, that the the game score wasn't... Super high on the on the people that he was bringing in, but Carl Smith is a seven footer with two point four blocks. That's that's gonna he's he's pretty short. I'm admit I'm still trying to figure out the role height plays in DTL, but he's pretty pretty short along his his bench, and so bringing in a seven footer who can guard the rim a little bit uh, when when Khan needs to take a break will hopefully help him with some depth. So I would guess. Just based on what I'm seeing, that he would s- likely, Lincoln would, would seem like they're going to be a little bit better maybe than last year. Um, but again, it may take a few games to figure out where everybody fits in. So that's Coach Bobsley's team. I'll move
1: on to his son Bobby's team, the Jefferson City Seabaggers. Come in ranked number 79. They lost. The twenty eight thirty one class and brought in the seventeen seventy two seventeen class, With a difference like that you know there's gonna be a really great player in there.
0: Yeah, they lost a a decent class, but they brought in a, at least somebody a, a top heavy class there. I
1: mean, an over twenty one game score. that's pretty solid for high school player. He had a almost a sixty percent true shooting. Six six power forward Harbin plus eleven point one. It's a player who knows how to win. Always good to bring in someone like that.
0: And it's I I notice again the the height seems like uh he's got a six four backup small forward, six four um small forward, so or 6'4 backup power forward. So we'll we'll have to see as we look through some of these teams. Maybe, maybe height becomes an issue if if one of them has some of that or taller, um, and or maybe if everybody's a little bit undersized, they'll they'll compete well with each other. But it does seem like it'll be helpful to bring in somebody, maybe even slot in for uh, one of those graduating spots. He graduated his. Uh, shooting guard and his small forward and his shooting guard.
1: Twenty five points a game. That's a lot <laughs> That's of points to replace right
0: there. Shooting guard was was uh, yeah first team all conference in, in conference fifteen, which is difficult. Fourth team uh, uh, nationally. So he's losing a player there in in Dalton Win, who it looks like actually maybe bounced back and forth between shooting guard and point guard a little bit. Uh, but that'll that'll take some replacement. Get some. Points somewhere. um You got to replace just about a third of your points there. It's putting a lot of
1: pressure on people, other people, to step up and the freshmen to come in and make a difference. And if you look at Harbin, he was a scorer in high school. Maybe he could step in, do some of that. Yeah. And then also Russell Bristol, he has had some great shooting years. Last year had a little bit of a drop off. Went from. points as a freshman, 24.4 points as a sophomore, and then last year as a junior he only scored 18 points a game. You'd have to hope that maybe he can bump back up his scoring there. Not the most efficient shooter, but overall his field goal percentage is kind of low, but if you look at his three-point percentage, he really shoot threes. He's a great free-throw shooter, so maybe he just take a lot of three-pointers and try to get to the line he can help to cover for some of that points that Wynn's
0: going to leave well and and I don't know where he's going to play or uh too much of what he'll do but to bring in somebody named Marcus Marcus seems like your your home game announcer has to be excited about what he can do with that uh he did score 14 points a game in high school uh had a lot of turnovers so maybe he he'll bump out of the point guard spot, but uh, a little bit of a higher field goal percentage than where Bristol was at. So maybe between Harbin and Marcus Marcus or some other combination here uh, from the bench bumping somebody up, he may be able to find some of those points. But, yeah, it's going to be finding a way to to score when you lose a score like that um, is is not going to be easy.
1: I think we're ready to move
0: on i think we can we'll come back and look at some of the matchups maybe in a few minutes but let's move to yakima yakima comes in and uh this is is your team jay uh but yakima comes in ranked the highest of these four teams uh gonna lean probably pretty heavily still on that sophomore class the 7-8 class and and maybe uh the junior class a little bit as well we well why don't you tell us what how'd you you, we just had signing day yesterday did did that come in how you hoped what what were your thoughts on the the people you're bringing in
1: yeah so we were on a couple ties broke one of them got two clear leads and, honestly, I was a little disappointed with the attributes of the people came in a little lower. Um, Efren Johnson only came in at plus four. I was hoping for a little bit higher on that. Tyler Williams only came in at plus three. I was hoping for a little more out of him. But I still think that if you look at their stats from last year, they can still be impact players and hopefully will be able to contribute and help us. Honestly, I think we're going to be better than last year just because we have... Last year we didn't have a true small forward or a true point guard really and well we had a true point guard just he had he has some flaws
0: <laughs> <laughs> so not really a true point guard is what we still have, we
1: still have the point guard um, but now we'll have a small forward so hopefully that'll help us bump back up in assists which we led the league or we're up near the top five in assists three or four seasons in a row and last year was a a little bit surprising how much of a drop-off we had. So
0: so we can get back up there. So you, you finished last season uh, 33rd with a 31 strength of schedule. You came up just short in the PNTT final, uh, trying to build some momentum into this season. The PTT, right? PTT final, <laughs> building some momentum into this season. You lose your starting power forward who uh, got you some points and almost 50%... Field goal percentage and um, not great from three, but lost losing about 16, 17 points there. Um, doesn't look like your other seniors that graduated are gonna hurt you too much. Um, but you'll you'll plug in you'll you'll. So as as we've been talking about height, you'll plug in. Probably it looks like a little bit of of height. Uh, maybe bump Malik Rogers down to power forward and have have 69610 across the front. Um, but you're feeling like you're going to be better. I don't want to make you give away any of your secrets uh here since it's not just conjecture, but you you have you're optimistic of a a better season this season than last season. Yeah, I'll
1: just say we've been looking pretty good in scrimmages so far. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, let's move over to Culver City. Uh we switch over here real quick um i was a little surprised to to see our initial rankings drop although uh i find that that first ranking isn't necessarily uh extremely predictive but we we didn't lose we lost two nas and our backup center i think we replaced the backup center decently with we had a we had a poor recruiting class we knew it was going to be poor we we made some mistakes uh from a a field out in the middle of nowhere trying to frantically finish recruiting watching a a cross country race uh so we we knew from the from the first week that we weren't in a great spot uh ended up probably about as good as it could have been with with one one guy who will sit the bench his entire career but a couple guys that that will be serviceable uh, where we need to plug them in and and plug into good spots um, so i'm I'm hopeful that we'll kind of pick up where we left off last season we we got into the NTt we uh, ran the the table of conference twenty eight which um, we have have not been that that has kind of been owned by the Huntington beach oxen and and we were able to get over that hump so hopefully build on last season uh our starting five doesn't doesn't change much uh and they were they were good and efficient last year and i'm I'm hopeful that another year under their belts another year playing together uh will will work out so yeah I don't know if you see anything want to give me any advice on what I should do here jay but
1: your team if you look at center with four and a half blocks as a freshman that's impressive your point guard almost eight assists shooting guard almost 20 points you just have people lots of people who are really good at a couple of things and then all together make your team pretty all around
0: yeah hoping that they they continue to play together uh yeah, Jalen Clark was, was big for us getting, breaking that tie last year and, and getting somebody to anchor, anchor that middle here for the next four seasons. Shot better than we anticipated he would coming out of high school, but did what we needed him to on, on blocks and, uh, distributes the ball. I, one of the things that we really emphasized last year and, and, uh, worked at was turnovers. We don't we We didn't turn the ball over as much as we had in previous years. We didn't turn other people over, but uh keeping that that number low seemed to help us so hopeful that we can keep doing that uh as we as we go through this next year so those are a little bit of the teams uh as we look at the group as a whole uh looked at this a little bit and Seems like the out-of-group scheduling definitely strength, uh, again, you know, preseason rankings can go all over the place, but if you just look based on rankings, uh, Yakima seems to have a pretty distinct advantage with a soft schedule. Uh, they're coming in playing 118, 86, 84. Uh, by comparison, Culver City is playing 11, 24, and 51 in, in out-of-group games. So,
1: uh, Jefferson City is playing one eighteen thirty five eighteen, 18 and Lincoln doesn't have quite as hard of a schedule but still harder than my schedule for sure.
0: Yeah. So probably hardest schedule would be Culver City. Uh Jefferson City looks next, Lincoln, then Yakima coming in. You know, this is an interesting group because uh that last game, game 6 will be uh in in both games it will be a a a family duel so you know all all four of us are in different conferences so i imagine we we cheer for our family when when they're playing other people and um but when it when it comes down to it and bragging rights are on the line you know those those rivalry games the closer the rivalry the the closer you are the the bigger the game the more it matters so uh feels like that could play a factor here when we get to to the end of the other group, and especially if that last game is deciding something uh one way or the other that could could be a big a big deal and a big game and a loud crowd, whichever one is home and uh see where things go but how do you see this this group playing out?
1: Well, I think I see I don't think Lincoln is gonna get enough wins. i see at least i mean they would be the underdog in every game. It's just going to be a tough schedule for them. I Maybe if some of their players overperform, they can pull off some upsets and do something, but I don't really see them winning it. And Jefferson City, I mean, if you look at their schedule, they have to play my team, which is top 20, to play Aurora. It's another top-20 team, and then they have to play Worcester, who's 35. And then I think Culver City is a little bit under-ranked, or, yeah, under-ranked, and they're ranked 60, so that's going to be four tough games. And then if you look at my team, we are ranking, like, our highest seated opponent is going to be Culver City, ranked 60th. And then I'm would be pretty disappointed if we lost any of those games, honestly. <laughs> so I I guess I feel like I have the I'd be the one I'd pick to win this one.
0: Yeah, so it seems like you you are hopeful to come into that last game undefeated. Um it seems likely that uh, Lincoln will, will have a few losses as they work their way through um Jefferson City. I mean that that first game again, I I think these rankings are are based on paper and you don't know until you see people play together. So uh that could be a uh interesting game for Yakima and Jefferson City to play right out of the gate. Um both teams sort of adjusting their rosters and and seeing what works and and uh maybe not necessarily being in in, in full swing yet. So uh that one to me feels like it it could be different than maybe how you see it but i think again with with some of the other obstacles that jefferson city is going to have to get through before they would finish the their their schedule i think it it could be an interesting um an interesting end of this group i think you're probably right about lincoln although they could play the spoiler with jefferson city in that last game and uh i think there's a, a chance that uh Yakima, Culver City, and Jefferson City could all all be still there at the end, depending on how some of those early games go. I think probably with the schedule that, that you have, I'm gonna I would I would lean a little bit towards Yakima. Um but I I would have leaned towards you last season too and we ended up uh pulling off that upset and sort of springboarding that into the rest of the season. So um I think we'll we'll probably both say Yakima here, but uh, I think this could be an an interesting group. Um, could you see any other teams getting in with the cheese claws? <laughs> cheese claws. Uh, I forgot about the cheese claws. Um, yeah, that's a good question. So it's it's four and two with a, a plus twenty. Is that yeah. the the rule? Um, if he if if cheese hasn't made it more complicated uh, by now, but. Um, yeah, that's a good question. So you could see four wins I think for either Culver City or Jefferson City potentially um certainly out of that and again, I think it's a little harder to see with Lincoln. They're they're jumping in and and playing some pretty good teams both within the group and then um even some of the teams that they're playing outside. So yeah, I think I think culver city and jefferson city both would would probably be in play for that and and i think whoever ends up second in this group is probably hoping to still make make the playoffs uh in the overall rankings
1: maybe even sneak in three teams for well
0: we'll see we'll see if three teams can can bump their way in so all right that's the williams group and uh good luck with the game starting